0: the guys thank you for listening to the bridge to bucktober podcast where we talk all about them pittsburgh pirates and that today's may 30th 2021 buckos dropped four of six this week is there help on the way though and you know we're going to talk about that play on thursday just touch first base Jacob
1: what's up man how we doing oh you know I'm doing good I got to go to the Buckos game you know uh, yesterday or Saturday you know I, I had tickets for the rainout game on Friday I had to use them on Saturday now, yeah. let me tell you this real quick I know I was all for these seven inning double headers this is the first one I went to a uh, first game I went to that was seven innings yeah. I felt a little ripped off. I was like, it's over already. Right? Like I don't know, it was different when I was there. Yeah. I felt differently about it when I was at the game.
0: I think that was a lot of people saying, "Well, are you going to charge me less for these games?" But right. Hm. I ripped got, I, underst-
1: off. I understood the the concept behind it and all that, but man, when you're there, you want your 9
0: innings. Yeah, I wonder, I think a lot of people make the argument that nine innings is too long to sit there. Of course, for guys like us, no way. (laughs) Right. No way. I've obviously never been to one, but... Yeah. hmm. Well, another rough week. Yeah. Thought we could have pulled off the sweep today, which would have really been nice, considering we got swept by the Cubs. Right. But we had our first kink in the armor of richard rodriguez this afternoon fastball after fastball after fastball after fastball and i know i've said it a few times to you it's only a matter of time till somebody gets to him Mm-hmm. well that happened today
1: yeah even though you got guys like mariano rivera that can come in here and throw the fastball all the time i don't know I, I i agree with you to a point where you need a second pitch some people can get away with it and run it for a while, but
0: Yeah, but when your one pitch is the Rivera cutter. Right. This is a Hall of Fame best yeah, closer ever yeah. because of that cutter. And he did throw other pitches. Mostly the cutter, though. Yeah. You're not even talking about forcing fastball like Aroldis Chapman, where it's a hundred and two miles an hour on average when he was yeah. when he was at his elite. You know, you're talking about Richard Rodriguez throwing 93. Yeah. And it's been working. There's something about it. But
1: the only thing I can think is he hides it pretty well and it's hard to pick up out of his hand or something. I, I don't know.
0: People are going to talk about revs and spin rate and all that stuff. I don't, I still haven't figured out how spin rate keeps somebody from hitting a ball. There's something to it because people are talking about it. I don't understand it. So
1: the rev rate would be the spin on the ball. And when you put that much backspin on the ball, the ball will actually pick up speed as it gets closer. So instead of it being the fastest right out of your hand, it like jumps at the hitter, which makes that 93 seem like it's 98 to 99.
0: So I still don't understand it. (laughs) You've given me the definition. It's just hard to fathom. Yeah. It's hard to think about. Like when, I mean, when I played, it was seaball ball, hit ball. Mm -hmm. I would have never known, you know what I mean? You just would have said, "Wow, I can't, I can't hit this guy. I don't know. You know what I mean? The science of this kind of stuff blows my mind. It's crazy. Yeah. Richard Rodriguez got hit today. Yeah. So, uh, I'd say one blown save is, you know, fine. No, oh, yeah. He increased his ERA today to 161. I'm over it. Yeah. You over it? <laughs> I'm over if it. If he blows the next three, now I'm not over it. Now I'm like, right. hey, we got to figure out how to throw a slider. Mm-hmm. But Charlie Blackman. Because he does throw it. He does yeah. throw the slider. Yeah. Just not very much. He, and he showed me today he wasn't confident in it. Which yeah. means, okay, maybe we need to mix it in every once in a while. Let's build some confidence. But the more I thought about it, the more we talked about it, and I haven't looked up, I need to look up the at bats. I, I wonder if he just doesn't throw it against lefties. Because that, mm-hmm. that, that big at bat, you know, where he walked the dude was all just he walked the lefty. Uh, it was Ryan McMahon, the second baseman, and it was 12, it was a left hand hitter, 12 straight fastballs. I mean, it's just unreal. Yeah. He got the first guy on three fastballs. And then Charlie Blackman comes up and he throws him five four seam fastballs. And Blackman was taking some daddy hacks. And then when he got to two strikes, he he calmed it down a little bit, still almost got it out. He still almost took the lead right there. Yeah. But then another when another
1: on that play, though. Brian Reynolds almost made a really yes, nice he did. play. Yeah, you're right. He, he was almost.
0: Close. Yeah. Uh, But then Fuentes gets up, a right-handed hitter, first pitch slider. Then he throws a four-seam, throws another slider. So it was almost like, okay, so you're throwing, you're only throwing that slider to right-handed hitters. And then Matt Adams gets up, throws the slider, and gets the swinging strike. Throws another slider for a ball. Goes back to the fastball, base hit, we're now losing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it was interesting that he was like, okay, I I need to start mixing the slider. How do you go out there and throw your first, like, 20 pitches or whatever it is, all fastballs, and it's a tie game, and you've only got one out? Okay, I need to throw my slider. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he starts mixing in a little bit more, gets a little more. The thing is, is the fastball is what got hit. Not the slider. Yeah. It got to a point in that at bat with McMahon where I actually agree with it. If you're not throwing your slider and you got a 3-2 count and you're just battling, battling, battling every pitch, then yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. Don't throw your slider here. He got to a 3-2 count and he still had to throw. like he, That was six pitches. Mm-hmm. So he still had to double that. And he was not going to the slider because he didn't want to walk him. He ended up walking him on the fastball. But that's the thing that gets me a little bit. You just gotta figure that out. It's not the cutter. It's a four-seam fastball. Yeah. If it was a if it was a two-seamer, or a cutter with, you know, something that moved, or you know, like a sinker, I get it. Like you can live with with that one pitch a little bit more. But a four-seam fastball just he doesn't even have like, you know, some guys' four seam has a little run to it. Yeah. He doesn't even have a run. It's, it's, no. It's it's a great, In, he locates it very well, which is very important. And a low, a well located fastball is still very good, no matter yeah. how hard it is. I get that. But a lot these of times
1: are those, those guys that have that high rev rate have that run. You know what I mean? Because that's what it, it just kind of shoots like that's what makes the appearance of it picking up the speed. Yeah. I don't know so what at, I, I don't, I, like I said, I haven't looked know up what the numbers, is, but yeah.
0: He located it well. He yanked the, the one to go 3-2, and then he yanked the, the, the ball or the walk. And that run scores on the on the Blackman hit, and Blackman was ready for it. He knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Richard Rodriguez is fine for now. Yeah. He's still throwing well. He's still locating that fastball. He got got on a pitch right down the middle. So yeah. It's going to happen. Blackman put a good swing on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, before we take a look at the whole thing, I just wanna, I just wanna say, dealing with a little bit of allergy sinus type deal here, probably sound a little stuffed up. That's because I am. Uh, but we're gonna get through this anyway. I feel okay right now. You know, taking some Dayquil or whatever it's called. Yeah, feeling all right. Eyes water up every once in a while. That's all. Adam Frazier's still hitting the ball. But the Cubs are hot right now. They're playing good baseball. They're winning a lot of games. So we dropped the first one. Everything was kind of early. Cubs came out. Uh, Jock Peterson knocks two home runs off off Ponce, who got his uh, season debut here. Could have been better. Uh, I felt like he gave up a lot of hits, but without the two home runs by Jock Peterson, obviously it looks a lot better. But I thought he pitched fine. He only struck out two. He only walked one. And he did give up some hits, like I said. But he got out of those, and I thought it was not bad. It looks worse than it was.
1: I'm a Cody Ponce fan. Yeah, I I liked him last year. He pitches to contact. He's not a big strikeout guy. but
0: He kept us in the game. We dropped it 4-3. So not not much else there. Ben Gamble grinding some at-bats. Tucker got a double in that game. So that was good to see. Wednesday, four more runs. Uh, We only scrape across one. Gamble gets a couple more hits. He actually had a good week. He's really been grinding some Mm at-bats. Kind of a weird outing for, for Will Crow in this game. He's out there. He goes fine through the first inning. And the second inning, he gets an out. He gives up some hits. He gives up some runs. And uh, Bodie school, hits a two run homer, and then there's, and then Shelton comes out and gets him. Mm-hmm. And he says after the game that uh, he was getting behind in the count, and his fastball wasn't being thrown for strikes. If you can throw strikes while you're behind in the count with your fastball, then you can get through it. But he felt like our best chance to win was to get him out of there in the second inning, which was really surprising to me. I really thought three runs he could if he gets out of this inning, he could really coast for another three innings mm-hmm. and give us five, you know what I mean, and get out of there. He's shown that he could do that, but kudos to Shelton that they only got one more run on a uh off of Stratton and the rest of the bullpen, Underwood three and two thirds, like he got out of that inning through three more innings. Yeah. Underwood stepped up big there and really Still only gave up four runs after getting that three spot in the second inning. Really felt like the Pirates could have got back in this game. Trevor Williams was really good. Yeah. So he had a good game, and it kept us out of it. But kudos to Shelton for seeing that in his pitcher. We, we We talk about this all the time. I can't believe you pulled him out in the second inning, or I can't believe you didn't pull him out in this inning. These managers are looking at more than what we're looking at yeah they can see body language. The catcher can say, Hey, fastball's not there. If this guy doesn't have his fastball, he's not gonna be able to bounce back after being behind okay there's i uh, just more, yeah, more to it and then Thursday, this day was a day that we will not forget for about a month and a half, maybe three months.
1: yeah, that's fair to say
0: sounds like I was gonna say a lot longer. But I think, okay, so if you're anything like me, then you probably got some text messages on Thursday. (laughs) Yep. I got a text message from somebody on my softball team that went to the entire team that just says, hey, your buckos are playing some fundamental baseball today. (laughs) (laughs) And that didn't stop there. I got a lot of texts. Uh, Not a lot. I got my fair share of text messages. Yep. On 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 Thursday and Friday. Did did you see this? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. And then of course it's it's everywhere. My yeah. YouTube feed it showed up about four times different people going to give their take on it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about yet, I'm talking about when Javi Baez hit the ground ball to third and the throw went wide. And, and then who who knows what happened. <laughs> Will Craig has to come off the base to catch the ball. He does so. He turns to tag Javi Baez. And I'm not sure what goes through Javi Baez's mind to turn and run towards home. But that's what he did. Will Craig followed him to just tag him. Somewhere in that exchange, I guess he... Got caught up in the moment. Throws home because Contreras is coming home. They try to tag Contreras as if that matters. He's safe. Baez is just jumping. He's like, "Yay, yeah, safe. And this whole dugout's like, dude, you got to run to first. <laughs> so Baez takes off to first. Nobody's covering. Perez throws it into right field. And he gets second. And it was like, this is crazy. And then to, to to icing on the cake, insult to injury, the next guy gets a base hit that scores Baez. There was two outs when Baez was up. Mm-hmm. If Gonzalez throws the ball accurate to first base, it's the end of the inning. Nothing happened, but no, right? It, which which is actually interesting. How's come he didn't get an error on that play? He should have got the error on that play. He didn't. No, they gave the error to Craig. The, oh, they geez. called it a fielding error on Craig. What? Besides yeah, point, yeah. mental errors don't get written down. Craig's just did.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I have no idea what he was thinking. Nobody does. I don't even think Will Craig knows what he was thinking. Yeah. My only defense... He blacked out. He blacked out. And I think Javi Baez blacked out. And I think that Michael Perez blacked out. I don't, I don't understand why, like, you had the pitcher, you had Adam Frazier. Any of them could have just started yelling to, to Will Craig, like, go touch first. Yeah. Quit chasing him down the line. I think that Javi Baez, I'm going to give everyone in this... Give me a minute... This I like doing this. I guess it's just part of, you know, trying to be who I am. I do this, I do this at work. I give the benefit of the doubt. So let me see. I'm gonna give everybody in this scenario the benefit of the doubt. And then you can tell me if I'm crazy. Javi Baez gets up to bat and he does not think that there are two outs. That's my benefit of the doubt for Javi Baez. Because that kind of mistake has happened before. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he gets up, he thinks there's one out. He hits the ground ball, the ball gets thrown, he's just going to get tagged out. Most of the time, those runners will just stop so that they don't collide, and then they tag him and everybody smiles, and you go back to your dugouts.
1: Kind of like Will Craig did the next day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Javi Baez turns and starts doing what he did. The only thing that makes sense is that Baez thought, if I could do this... I could distract him long enough so that the run will score. That's the only thing that I could think. Now, as that happened, here's my benefit of the doubt. Let's go to Will Craig because he starts following him. He starts following him. Sometimes this happens where guys are maybe just goofing off. You know what I mean? And they start backpedaling and it's like, "Ah, but eventually you're out and everybody laughs. Yeah. So maybe Craig thought, well, that's what this is. I mean, it doesn't matter. He can't get the first. He'd have to go through me. I'm just going to tag him out, and we can be done with this. About halfway to home, with a very serious look on Baez's face, you probably would start second-guessing yourself. Maybe there's not two outs. And then the run starts coming in. So simultaneously, while Will Craig is thinking maybe not, Michael Perez has to be thinking, Well, maybe there's not two outs, right? Right. But right before they both came to the realization or what they thought was maybe there's not two outs, Wilson Contreras, the runner, had he been saying, well, there's two outs. It's the end of the inning. He would have never even tried to score. Right. So when that started happening, maybe Contreras thought, maybe I was wrong. Maybe there's not two outs. So I could see that those four people had no idea that there were two outs. But if I was to give benefit of the doubt to any of them, I would say, well, what Baez did confused the other three parties into thinking that they were wrong. And so they reacted as if there was only one out. Yeah. That's the only thing I can imagine. Okay, so why wasn't anybody covering first? Because there was two outs. The, The play was over. (laughs) So there's no reason for the pitcher or Adam Frazier to cover first when all he had to do was tag him. Right. So they're in the clear. I still don't understand why nobody's yelling touch first. That's the only thing I don't get in this whole thing. If you weren't fooled, then you should have been saying, just touch first. Right. Either way, very bonehead play. Uh, If you were not a Pirates fan, it would be absolutely hilarious to watch that play. Yeah, But the fact that we have 18 wins, it's not fun. Especially when the culture today is for everybody to make fun of things like that instead of just letting it go. Larry Walker's in the Hall of Fame. And we've all seen the clip where he catches Mm -hmm. a ball with one out and hands it to a fan. That is (laughs) the exact same thing. He tries to get it back. That's the exact same thing that happened to Will Craig. You know what I mean? It's yep. just a mistake of not knowing, and and Javi Baez, and for that matter. It's just a mistake of not knowing how many outs there were or being fooled into it because of a situation. And, well, and Larry here's... Walker's in the Hall of Fame. And, and Larry Walker's not the only one who's done that. No. There have been plenty of guys who have caught balls, threw them into the stands, thinking it was the third out.
1: Yeah. And Here's my thing, though. If I'm Will Craig and I start walking him back down the line and I think to myself, maybe there is one out. I'm gonna sprint. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sprint at him and tag him. Yeah, so that runner can't score. Yep. So I get the benefit of the outside, but I'm but crazy. at the same time,
0: no, I'm it's not gonna fine. Say you're crazy, no, but you're right. I'm not, though.
1: But I'm not gonna go that far. But I'm but I'm saying like, ah, they could have handled it better. Like, yeah, bonehead play of the year.
0: Yeah, but you post a This always. is a
1: guy. This is a guy who. Won a Gold Glove in the minor leagues last year. Yeah, he's he's fine
0: defensively.
1: It wasn't a defensive no. mistake. It was a hundred percent mental.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent mental. So I don't know if that's easier for him to take or harder, but I think that he's he's gonna get a hard time about it. I mm-hmm. hope that at some point it's a laughing hard time. Yeah. Uh, for his sake, but it was a bad play. It was embarrassing for a couple days. Probably in about a month and a half to three months, depending on what the media does with it, we'll forget about it or we'll laugh about it. Yeah, I just think that this is why we say go to a game because you never know what you're going to see. There's always something new happening. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way baseball goes. Uh, There was a play Saturday, and I don't remember if it was first game, second game, that Greg Brown really gave the Rockies a hard time about. And he made a comment that said, you know, I know everybody's thinking and talking about the Will Craig play, but that is just as bad. Because it's it was something that had to do with not knowing how many outs there were and thrown to a base that he shouldn't have thrown to or something like that. Yeah. I just don't know because the play happened so slow that it's going to look worse than... Then it for us, it happened slow. For the guys on the field, everything happened really fast. Yeah. It was a a really bad play, a really bad moment for Will Craig. This is a guy who was a first-round pick, got to the point where we DFA'd him because he just wasn't hitting. Yeah. And he's getting another opportunity, and that's uh, not what you want to do. And I swear, every at bat I watch, it's like, oh, ground ball short. I mean, he hit the, he hit the, yeah, he hit the double off the wall the other day, but, but yeah, that's a rough one. Yep. Sorry, Will. I mean, he's in 241, so it's not terrible to play. No. But the crazy thing is, is one thing that gets lost in his game is the fact that he, and he made a great, like he made a really nice play later in the game to get a double play. Yeah. So it's not, it wasn't like that his defense lacked in that moment. It was just a brain fart, but man, mm. is it hard to swallow for a guy that's just trying to prove his way. Yeah. He knows Moran's coming back soon and he does not know what's going to happen to him. Yeah. And so I, I say it stinks for him, but if you're a pirates fan who has a bunch of friends who aren't pirates fans, it stinks for you too. Yep. <laughs>
1: Because you're gonna hear about it. Because you know, you're even, you're even some about it. Yeah, even if you're a pirates fan who has other pirate friends, like they're still gonna talk about it. Yeah. Because it's a it's a rough year. It's a rough season, and just every bad thing is just gets put on.
0: Who are the worst team in baseball? Well, not really. Right. The Orioles are are worse, and the Rockies, like I said, two two more losses, and the Diamondbacks are 19 and 35, so they're also worse. One and nine in their last 10. Right. Orioles haven't won in their last 10 games. That's rough.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one.
0: Red Sox, we talked about the Red Sox last week. They have given up first place to the Rays. So, interesting baseball going around. Yeah, for sure. Just uh, here in Pittsburgh, been a little rough. Mm -hmm. How we just derailed from talking about the Will Craig play. Is basically how our minds will just derail here in a couple months and we'll forget about it. Yeah. Bad play. I know everybody you want to talk about it right now, and I know we want to make a big deal about it. And we want to make it to be as bad as it was. Truth of the matter is, it was a bad play. And bad plays happen. Move on. Move on. But man, Will Craig, that was a bad play. <laughs> <laughs> just run at him or just touch first. Just touch that that's my biggest thing, man. Just touch first. Just leave Javi. If Javi want, want, wants to do something weird, just turn around and go touch first. Let him do his thing. Yep. So then the Rockies come to town, rain out. This is a game you went to or you were going to go to. It got postponed. And then Brubaker bounced back.
1: Yeah, he threw a while.
0: Really good start there uh, Saturday uh, afternoon, morning, afternoon, whatever. Mm-hmm. Really thought he had command. Uh <laughs> And then I, I was, he's pitching the game, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is a seven inning game. He could go the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I, we were texting about it.
0: He ended up with eighty nine pitches. I don't mind him not throwing that last inning.
1: You know, I, I heard, I heard somebody talking about this, and again, it was Pirates radio, and, and some of them, some of the Pittsburgh announcers fight for the player a little bit more than than they maybe should, but, I guess. Again, I wasn't watching it on TV so I didn't see any of this. But I guess BruBaker was advocating for going back out in that last inning. And I I I'm with you. It didn't bother me that he got pulled. I'm fine with it. But it wouldn't have bothered me if they'd have sent him out either. I would have been okay with that. I would I would have been okay either way. Um
0: yeah. Here's the problem with it. If you're thinking logically, I know he wanted the ball. Mm-hmm. 89 pitches. He threw a lot in that last inning. It wasn't an easy inning. Had he cruised through that inning, no doubt. Yeah. But you don't get a complete game for it. It's a seven-inning game. You don't get credit for a shutout. You don't get credit for a complete game. So there's nothing on the line here. Right. You could throw six innings of shutout baseball with five strikeouts and not have a blemish in a seven-run game. Right. If you go out there and you give up three runs, you threw seven innings, three runs, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty good game. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I agree with that. That's why I'm okay with the the fact they took him out too.
0: Well, uh, let me correct my with 89 pitches. He's not giving up three runs and and staying out there. No, because then he's over 100. Yeah, so that's not going to happen. But why go out there and 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 end? Let's say they do put a couple good at bats. And then you end your night by having to be pulled. Right. You know what I mean? I, had a, As a manager, I want to just say, hey, man, I know you can do this last inning. I know it. We're good. We got this one. There's no point in going out there. You're at yeah. 89. I don't want to have a thing where it's cold out today. You go out there. You have a long at bat, and now I got to go get Shreve. Yeah. You're on the edge. Let's not have to have another pitching change in this game. It's 7 nothing, Right. Let's finish this thing. Yep. That's
1: why, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good with that.
0: Yeah. I I like saying, I know you can throw that inning, but we're just going to do this just in case. Let's keep your arm. You're going to have to throw all year, man. Yeah. And like I said, only because, and I think the same thing, if a guy's gone eight innings but he's given up a run, there's no need for him to throw the ninth if he's at 89 pitches. A complete game, sure, you get that. I don't think that matters as much. If you have a seven-run lead, it's not going to be lost. You're still going to get your win. Right. And a lot of people don't care about wins, but you're going to get your win and you're not going to give up that solo home run that usually would say, yeah, but it's just one run. Well, yeah, but now you gave up two runs in eight innings. Instead, you're sitting with a 374. If you go out there and throw another inning, give up a run, and we got to take you out, you still only threw six innings. Let's talk about the box score. Let's talk about what's on paper because that's what the team's going to look at when they're looking at how much they're going to pay you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know what I mean? If you didn't get an out, you gave up a solo homer, we got to get you out of there because you're probably now at 95 pitches if it was a long at-bat. Anyway, point is – I'm all for it. No need to throw that last inning. However, had he got out of that inning before that with 85 pitches, he would have thrown that last inning. You know what I mean? I think he would have. I think he was in control. I think he would have. Had he gotten through that inning before that easily. But he was not the only one on Saturday to throw a good game. Because in true, uh, what do you say, pattern, Mitch Keller's start after a bad start was a good start. Mm-hmm. Five innings, only gives up two hits, strikes out six, no runs. He only walked a couple guys. One of them, I think, was the first batter of the game. Bounce back, yeah. Good outing there, but yeah. Mitch Keller once again every other start. So you were like clockwork. Like clockwork. You said you were going to see. Uh, so like you said, we're going to see Keller against Miami. Um, if you got tickets to that game. You're either going to see him break the pattern and have another good start or who knows.
1: <laughs> you're here in for a long game.
0: And you're in for a long one. So,
1: Which is better than a seven inning game.
0: Is it? No, not a no, few. No, you saw either. a seven inning, seven run shutout. Yeah. I understand the seven inning thing, though. <laughs> I do understand. I'm not arguing with you on that. I, I am, however, going to argue with the fact that seeing Mitch Keller give up a bunch of runs and getting to see nine innings is better than what you got to see. <laughs> true. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Well, you get to see nine innings instead of seven, but you don't get to see Reynolds at the bomb and you don't get to see seven runs. Right. But we're going to take two innings off of it. Shoot. Half of the people that are probably listening to this probably leave in a seventh inning anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not true. No. But if you are one of the people who leaves in the seventh inning to beat traffic, I got a new plan for you. Stay to the end of the game and then wait for traffic to die down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just get on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Hang out.
1: Go get a piece of pizza.
0: Yeah, stick around. Enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. You pay good money. Listen to Jake here who got to see seven innings and felt cheat- or felt cheated out of too. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. I don't think you got cheated out of anything because you no, got to see it was a seven, weird. seven, nothing. Yeah, it was just but I weird. get it. I also don't think that the the whether they win or lose matters either. I, you, that's the thing. You watch a game on TV, you want to see your team win. I get that. It's like, oh, I want to see him win. No, mm-hmm. this stinks. You know what I mean. And so, like, if you're down by eight runs, turn the game off. I don't. Yeah. You know what I mean. I got no beef yeah. with that. Keep an eye on your phone. They start coming back. You might want to turn it back on. See the no, excitement.
1: Leave it off. Leave it off because they start scoring when you quit watching.
0: That's a good point. You I turned leave it, it off
1: today. To... I was watching the game on my phone today and Rocky scored two runs. I turned it directly off <laughs> hoping that we'd come back because I wasn't watching.
0: Oh, that's funny. We weren't. <laughs> we only had three runs. Not you superstitious. Could've... Yeah, no, just a little stitious. <laughs> Stick around in the game. Yeah. If you get to right go right. to the game, it's not really about winning wins and losses at that point. Just you're at you're at a beautiful stadium, you're outside, it's a great day. Grab a hot dog, pierogi, whatever you like at the stadium. Jake, you're a French fry guy.
1: Oh, dude, I love French fries. I get French fries. I go to a lot of different stadiums and I order French fries at every single one of them.
0: <laughs> just the thing. Like, how good are they French? How good's yeah. their French fries?
1: Yep, yep. Are they fresh cut? Are they frozen? What are we doing here?
0: You can't get them on a sandwich anywhere else.
1: No, I don't get them on a sandwich anyway, but well, you're right.
0: Yeah, You know what I mean? Everybody listening is like, yeah, I get it. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? You mean you can't get that? Old? Yeah. Nope. Can't get that other places. Anyway. So then today, uh, yeah, Rocky's had that. You know, that's what we're talking about. Had the lead. Lost it. Richard Rodriguez. It's a, it's a weird one. However... Uh, Chase the young started the game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and five innings, three hits, just the just the one run. Five strikeouts. He looked good, yeah. and he took the no hitter right in the opener for Indianapolis. Like he took a no hitter deep, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe a little uh, nice to see him get up and get some spot starts this year. It's going to take a lot of guys. Training. He didn't, he didn't look, look, look bad. No, he looked yeah, good he, in spring training.
1: Yeah.
0: 100% right. Hey, that's the week. That's the week that was. 2-4 and and a really bad play. But Mama said there'll be days like this? No. Mm. Yeah. All right. May's about over. One more day. A little Memorial Day game tomorrow. Pittsburgh will be in Kansas City. The Pirates will be in Kansas City. The city of Pittsburgh will not. Uh, but they'll be there tomorrow. So an eight o'clock game Tuesday, another eight o'clock game. Day off Wednesday, and the Marlins come to town for four.
1: I think I'm going to try to go to one of those games. My wife will be out of town, so I might I might try to get to a game.
0: Yeah, Marlins 24 and 28, so you know, got a chance to win some ball games there.
1: Some ex Buccos on that team too.
0: Yeah, Marte, Dickerson. Who else? Mm-hmm. Is that it? I think. Okay. Be good to see Marte. Has he been? In, has he been back to Pittsburgh? No, because we didn't play Mm-mm. anybody in the West. Mm-mm. So this will be Marte's first time back since he left Pittsburgh, because it would have been yeah. the 2020 season, and yeah. we didn't play because of COVID. We we didn't play all the teams in the West. Yeah. Hmm. Give him a nice little uh, Pittsburgh welcome back. I'm sure there'll be a video or whatever for him. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it'd be good to see. You gotta get back here. Yeah, you gotta get back here on Thursday then see that. Yep. That might be a cool little moment. We like the moments. We talked about this before. We like these moments. Yep. That's cool.
1: Just depends on what time I gotta get her to the airport. It might work out that I can drop her off on my way to the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if not, I'm sure it'll last all four games. It's always somebody new at the game. I don't know if they'll do like the video and everything every game, but I mean, not that not that Marte is, is McCutcheon level. No. But like I remember going to that game that when McCutcheon came back, it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. But yeah, I mean, but still Marte was really good.
1: It's first uh first free shirt Friday. There you go. Um I had a Dollar Dog Night's nice Thursday. Get out to the game. Yeah. June first is uh fifty five percent, or you know, June third it would be but I think we're up to 55% in June okay. and then a hundred percent in July.
0: Yeah. We've heard the jokes guys. Right. There will I not be a hundred percent. And you know what? There right. will not be a hundred percent. It's hundred percent capacity, not hundred percent ticket sales. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that just means they're allowed to sell them. Right. We know they won't. We get it. Uh. So Monday, Chad cool comes back for the start tomorrow night. I'm really hoping Chad cool had enough time to kind of write with this injury that he had enough time to kind of write some of the wrongs that he had. Right. Uh, He's, he's got to limit the pitches. Big time, big time. Or else I'm going back to figure out how to get this guy in the bullpen. Yeah. I think he could still, he's not out of it. He does. His career's not over. No, I think he could make a good reliever out of himself. If he could just go out there and I mean, you know, you don't have to pay, you don't have to, just go out and throw strikes. Figure out how to do it for an inning. Mm-hmm. It means it, it can it can happen with a lot of guys. His, anyway, his
1: velocity was up this year, isn't it? Isn't he
0: throwing harder this year. It's I don't. It, know. It, maybe
1: he's lost the zone because he's trying to overthrow. He's, I don't know. He, but he's
0: pitched I'm, like this for years. Yeah. Way too many pitches. Deep counts. Yeah. His whole. I mean, since he's been here, it's been this way. Yeah. He's always in the fifth inning, getting close to a hundred pitches. You know what I mean? He's just got to find a way to limit that. Mm -hmm. So we go to Kansas City. Remember the last time we played Kansas City? I think we talked about this last week. Oh, best record in baseball. Yeah, they're 25 and 26 right now. Mm. So a little bit back to earth for the Royals.
1: Yeah. I don't think most people saw that coming. Yeah.
0: Mike Miner will be on the mound against Chad Cool, 483 ERA. And then after that, Brady Singer. Uh, this would be an interesting game to watch. Twenty-four years old, legit, like looks like he's gonna be a really good pitcher. I mean, he's two and four with a 491 right now, but he's going up against Will Crow. So a little bit of a you know, couple guys kind of on that fringe. Will they will they bust out or will they if you if you, if I was a betting man, I'd I'd rather bet on Singer long term than Will Crow. But you know, yeah. Singer has a chance to be pretty special. Right. But right now. He's, he's figuring it out at, at this level. You know what I mean? So now we go to the Marlins series and we just talked about Chad cool coming off the injured list to make his start Monday night. And Ben Sherrington has said that he expects key Brian Hayes to make his return on Thursday. Let's go.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So we kind of saved this a little bit. We were talking about Marte on Thursday, it's key. Brian is the reason to go to the game on Thursday or really yeah. any of the games this weekend against the Marlins. Key. Right. Brian's going to be back. Sherrington also said that Philip Evans and Moran are going to have rehab stints. I think he used rehab stints are imminent for those two. So that's good. They're going to get some at bats, maybe even as early as Monday, Tuesday. If so, it's very possible. We see them all three, Back this weekend. It's very possible. Yeah. They're going to have some decisions to make. A lot of yeah. roster spots are going to be like, that's three people. You've got to mm-hmm. come up with three people to get out of the way. So to speak. Yep.
1: Which you think, Oh, it's not hard. You know, these guys aren't playing, but it is because they're all on that same level. Who has options? Who doesn't have options? Yeah. You know, if we DFA this guy, do we think he's gonna stick around or do we think he's gonna take a, you know, chance at getting picked up by somebody else? It, it they are decisions, even though these players aren't playing as well as like, oh, we're 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 loaded, you know, it's gonna be it's the same deal. You know, gotta make sure we protect the guys that we have to.
0: Yeah, the easy one is Cole Tucker. Yeah. He'll be, be, be optioned easy. back, it's not a big deal. Probably, mm-hmm. probably Thursday would be my guess because he's the easy one. Yeah. I think our 40 man is still full. So when key Brian gets off the 60 day, somebody has to come off that 40 man roster. So actually Cole Tucker, even though he is the easy one, he might be one of the moves that happens later. That's well, wow. they got some decisions because yeah. Cole Tucker might not, might not go down until Moran or Evans comes back. Because right now, Key Brian Hayes, being on the 60-day, so I'll say this, being on the 60-day injured list, you are not taking a spot on the 40-man roster. That's why there's a 60-day. So when you're on the 60-day, you don't count in that 40.
1: Right, but I mean, there's, there's guys in the minors that they might be able to take off the 40-man roster.
0: O'Neal Cruz, not- O'Neal Cruz and Rodolfo Castro and Jared Oliva. Those are your three position players that are in the minors right now on the forty-man roster. And remember, you take them off, then they have to they have to go through waivers. Somebody's right. going through waivers here. I would rather keep Castro, Cruz, and Oliva than uh, Tom. Really, to be fair. to be completely honest, I would rather keep the three of those than Tom Gamble or Defoe. It's fair. You know what I mean. Especially Castro and Cruz. That's easy. Yeah. It would be terrible to lose one of those two guys just to keep, I'll say probably my Defoe or Gamble because you're saying, oh, but they show us that they could be. Kai Tom to me is he's on his way out. It's happening soon. He has been grinding a little bit. He's been playing hard, and I and I like that. Yeah. But. can
1: appreciate that.
0: You can appreciate that. But the truth of the matter is he's going to, have to find – he's he's done well. Somebody will probably pick him up. Just like we claimed him off waivers, somebody else will as well. Yeah. He's going to continue until he can get something that sticks. This isn't it. Because of Ben Gamble. Because I think Ben Gamble's been doing the same and shows maybe a little more promise. Do you, Do you agree yeah. with that? Yeah. So I think in that sense – I think you get a longer look at Ben Gamble. Yeah. I don't think they're the same player, but f- for the sake of of our roster, they're both left-handed outfielders who play left field. Right. You know what I mean? There's no point in having two of those guys on your team right now. And then, and then lose a guy like Jared Oliva. I know that I don't really have, you know, I don't think Oliva has a big ceiling either, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Kai Tom's on his way out. I'd be Could surprised be. if he's not. I will be surprised if he's not. Especially because I think Sherrington, I think he's really shown us that he cares a lot about being versatile and playing more than one position. Yeah. And I'm convinced Kai Tom can play left field. I've at least seen Ben Gamble play some right field. I haven't even seen Kai Tom play anywhere except for left field.
1: Right. That's what I was just going to say, too. Gamble played... He played in both games of the doubleheader. He played left field in the first game and right field in the second game.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure Kai Tom could play right field too. Yeah, but very sure good. But it's just a matter of let's get a lo- let's get a little bit of a longer look at Ben Gamble and
1: he's made some nice plays in the outfield.
0: He has, and I think that with Tom making a couple really crazy weird plays this first week, yeah, he's bounced back from that and he's been better than what I originally thought was going to be. But yeah, I just that's where I'm at with it. You got Moran, Evans, and and Hayes coming back, right? Two people got to go, and I say two because Cole Tucker's the easy choice to be sent down. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I don't see I maybe both of them end up leaving. Maybe both of those two guys end up off the team, yeah. but.
1: It's just, it's just hard because then you're putting yourself back in that situation with your, you know, not having very many outfielders.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously. I know Defoe can
1: play outfield, but.
0: Yeah, but not as much, not as much as Evans. And Evans coming back kind of gives you that extra outfielder. Yeah. For, for left and right field. But yeah, I get it. I understand it, but Cole Tucker doesn't either. Not that that's. I don't think he's an option in the outfield. No, not anymore. And neither none of these guys play Cole Tucker's position, but he's he's depth, he's bench guys. You know what I mean? I think Defoe continues to hold that down. Because he also I've never seen Tucker play third, and Defoe does that. So I think you get a little more versatility. But then even even still with Evans coming back, Evans also plays third. So right. even if you think Key Bryan's gonna play every day, even on his days off, we have two guys, three guys, because Gonzalez will still be there, right? So there's plenty of guys to play third when he's off. You know what I mean? You, you, plenty of guys to play short, plenty of guys to play second. It's that outfield and first base, which is why I guess that's that goes back. I'll take that back. If Will Craig goes down, then yes, we can keep one of Bam, Gamble or Tom. Yeah, they're both. They both don't have to go. No, that's all we got for today. Uh, we did hear uh, from of and guys, Danny, message us on Facebook. And we're a month into the minor league season. So our plan is for next week to do an update on some of our prospects. I know that's something that we said at the beginning of the year, that that's going to be an important thing, that we want to follow that. So that's what we want to do. We'll give our month number one update. Who sticks out right now? Anybody uh, kind of sticking out that you know we're going to end up talking about next week?
1: Sure. Uh, uh, Ronzi Contreras, yeah. for one.
0: For one. Yeah. He's yeah. been really good.
1: I know Hudson Head's hit a home run, maybe two by now. I'm not sure, but he'll be somebody we look into.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to take a look at Nick Gonzalez and mm. O'Neal Cruz, Leo Verpagero, those kind of guys. You said Hudson Head, but just to get a look at them. Yeah. So we're gonna look up the numbers. We're going to, we've we've seen some of these guys. We've seen Miguel Yohure already. We've seen Will Crow. So we you know we got an idea a little bit. Yeah. Will uh, Will Crow being number twenty three in the top thirty. Miguel Yohure being number eleven. I'm sorry, number twelve. So a lot of guys to talk about. Yeah. I know that O'Neill Cruz and Mason Martin yesterday went back to back A couple homers. Mm -hmm. Uh, they lost that game, but good to see some homers. That was home run number four for both of them. Hmm. A little tidbit into what we're going to try to talk about next week. Yep. Little down on the farm episode. Talk about the prospects, see how they're doing. Hopefully next week I will sound normal, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be good by then.
0: Yeah. I'll be good in a couple days. Yeah. All right. That's all we got. Let's go, Bucks. Let's
1: go, Bucks. You work tomorrow? Nope. Ah, boy. You? Nope. Ah, boy.